is going on? Um, today I'm so excited. I am over the moon um, because I have on me my first guest on the show. I have my first guest on the show and this is, it is such a blessing to be on a podcast with her. And um, she is from the heart of South Africa. And I think I should give you guys a bit of detail um, before I introduce who she is. She's from the heart of South Africa. I have known her for, I think it's about seven years now. Seven years, a good seven years, I think I've known her. So she's like a, just a good friend of mine. Um, we're probably like at the same, you know, we're both university students. And I think we are we are willing to share a couple of ideas, share some thoughts, some insights. And one thing I like is that she's a great brainstormer, a great thinker. I think she's a great thinker and brainstormer. She's, you know, if there's any idea, <laughs> <laughs> if there is any idea that I have, she's like my gatekeeper to idea. So if there's probably the the most awkward idea the most rarest if that's a word and you know the most you know thoughtful ideas they mostly go through her first because i think she just has that qualifier kind of thing and i think um the one thing we have in common um apart from the many things i think uh, the one thing that i appreciate that we have in common is that we are both huge smilers. <laughs> I think we have... <laughs> Painfully so. Painfully so. Painfully so. Yeah, we have, we have the, you know, a, a wide smile. The biggest smile, the biggest smile. So, so yeah, um, with no further ado, welcome, Netisi Malesa. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so honored. I didn't know I was your first guest. I mean, you you mentioned about um, pre-recording and everything. So I thought you had been talking to a lot of people. So I'm really honored. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. But I'm honored. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nigel. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. So the the number one rule here, yeah, I forgot to tell you, actually. Um, The number one rule is, is... is to try be as real as possible um, um, and not put a facade, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel we get, we get really authentic with, with just being real. And sometimes in formality, um, there is a sense of less of, of authenticity, you know? I don't know if that makes sense, but I found that to be quite true. So I just want to give you the platform just to be real. <laughs> I think I can do that. I think I can do that. If anyone can do that, it's definitely me. I I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm not afraid. My personality my personality shines through, so I think I can do that. Of course. I want to <laughs> of course. So so you know, I have known you for, for quite a bit of time, yeah. And I think just also just to give a roundabout um, um, idea of who you are to the audience, right? Um, there's something I came across by uh, a founder. He's a founder of a company called The Future, and the future doesn't have an E. <laughs> and his name is Chris Du. 
His name is Chris Du from, I think, um, the company, I believe it's in the United States. And he said something interesting. He said, yeah. he said something interesting and I, 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 I'd like your thoughts on it. And he's like, he was talking about the whole idea of trying to find your voice, right? In the world, okay. Okay. find what you naturally gravitate towards, yeah? Yes. And he's like, um, I would ask this, this, this question, what did I do? on my free time from the age of seven to 11. Um, where did I grow up? How was my upbringing? And yeah. what are the things that I remember doing that was fun for me to do round about this age group? So, so I found that quite an interesting question. And I, and I would just like to hear um, how you grew up, you know, certain things you learned and how is that version of me different from who you are now wow this is actually a very deep question <laughs> yeah when you think of it talk to, um, me, talk to me wow when i was younger firstly i don't think that there's a difference between the young me and okay. the men okay because when i was younger i was very and i mean i've told you this before mm-hmm. that i i, I struggle with sticking to something because I really do like everything and that was the case when I was younger too I tried every sport in school I tried dance I tried art I tried everything Mm -hmm. and I was good at everything too and that was very difficult for me because it just nothing really stuck nothing stood out and I still struggle with that today um I think the main thing with me is that if I need to do something, I will get it done, honestly. And it's nothing to do with my feelings or anything. If it really needs to be done, I will do it to the best of my ability or not. But truly, if it needs to be done, I will do it. So that's something that the old mleh and the younger mleh struggle with till this day. There's really no difference. There's actually no difference at all. Oh yeah, you know, I I find that I find that quite interesting because I I had I have something similar. Um, yeah. Um, to that point that I, I couldn't really focus on on one thing, you know, uh, and I found that to be quite troublesome. And yeah, yeah. So 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 tell me, tell me, how 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 are the values at home? Um, talk to me about about your whole upbringing. What were you taught? And where was this? Where where did you grow up? And how did that environment influence you? You think was it like mm-hmm. advantage? Did did you see that like wow? Maybe at that time you didn't see it like a good thing, but now when you look back, like sheesh, okay, that helped. I think I was definitely forged in fire, not <laughs> to brag or anything, and not to be like, oh, my upbringing was really bad, but. I felt like it really could have been better. Uh, my mom is very strict and very firm and very, she's a very straight talker. So when I was young, it just didn't make sense. Literally, it was abuse to me. Like she would let me know and she would tell me off and tell me what is what without um, blurring it or trying to sugarcoat it. She would talk to me as if I'm one of her friends, really. And it was very hard to take. Um, and then with my dad, he was, or he is very soft, very Western too. Um, so it was, 
you know, Clash of the Titans. And because of that, I think it really messed me up. But at the same time, it made me who I am today because I really can take tough words, but I'm also, because of my dad, I'm also aware of other people's feelings. So when I talk to other people and I interact with other people, I'm very aware of their feelings. Um, With the values at home, same thing. I think my parents were very opposite. So I grew up with two opposite atmospheres in one house. You know, they're very, they have very separate personalities, very opposite personalities. So I have different values from different experiences because they both had their own childhood experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was definitely from a very underprivileged background. My mom, not so much, you know, so there's that. Um, you know, you've got the hardworking dad and then my mom is a bit more lenient because she's used to a better life or a nicer life. So I know that I need to work hard from my dad, but I also know that I need to enjoy my yeah. own my, my own efforts from my mom because she loves that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I was, I was growing up, it was conflicting and it didn't make sense. But now looking back, it, it was just, it was a balance. It was a balance. And, you know, in like all reactions, you know, sometimes one can take over the other, but essentially at, at the end, everything comes to an equilibrium and it makes sense in the end. So it, it makes sense now, but back then it didn't. So yeah, growing up, with, I was very conflicted all over the place. You know, one day I'll maybe lean towards my dad or, the next day will be my mom, but today I'm in the middle. I'm still, yeah. In the middle. I'm still. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I find ish, if there's any parents or, um, listening, um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse excuse us, but I find that you know, as much as parents say that they love all their children equally, I don't yes. know, I, But I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like they 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 are favorite um child, you know. Yeah. I feel like um, that. Yeah. Do do you feel like that was the case for you? One hundred percent. Growing up, I only started noticing it because my parents are now divorced or they divorced while I was growing up so that's when I started noticing it Um, but when my parents were together I thought things were pretty even between me and my siblings Um, but then once they separated that's when I started noticing like oh okay Guna my favorites these people have faith they they definitely love the boys or they definitely love me Um, but it would change as well okay so right now like right now I'm closer to my mom yeah but in all of my high school i was closer to my dad and then in primary it was pretty neutral i was like close to both of them so it definitely wavers and i think it's still gonna change oh yeah um and i think we're aware of it too and even with us siblings we're really okay with it when i was closer to my dad my mm-hmm. brothers would come to me and say can you please ask daddy to do uh, this and this uh, if there's uh. something for my mom i'd ask my little brother uh please tell mama that I need this in this. It was a mutual understanding, you know, no hard feelings or anything. Um, because it changes all the time and that's okay. Oh yeah. Um, that's- oh yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You know, they just 
<laughs> I don't blame them. Sometimes I now that I'm a bit older, I kind of I understand more. You know, I'm not you saying I I don't get it. Because <laughs> I don't get it. I, I I'm I'm understanding the human aspect of it. That you it's 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 almost it's almost impossible to like two different people the same way. I feel at different moments in life, you you, mm-hmm. you kind of gravitate to one side. So this is something my dad actually told me like straight up. Um, I, I don't remember how long ago, but I think maybe like a year or two years ago. He's like, yeah. um, normally sons when they are young are closer to their moms and girls yeah. when they're young are closer to their dads. But as they grow yes. up, sons become closer to their dads and mom and girls become closer to their moms yes so he said that I, yeah yeah and i was like um okay because for me personally um i'm, I'm closer to my mom but then for me yes. you see in our family it's just me my brother my mom it's and my dad two it's two boys exactly. it's two boys yeah. but i find yeah. i don't know i felt like for me, I'm closer to my mom and my brother's closer to my dad. Um, that's how I felt. But like now as I'm getting older, I'm I'm getting closer to my dad. You know? Really? I, I am. Like there's certain things that we really wouldn't speak about. My dad is really just a he's a fun guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the stories you tell me about him in high school. Uh, funny guy. Funny guy. <laughs> he's a he's a fun guy, you know. So um i appreciate that about him he's he's like a like like i say the most hardworking person i know like the man will do anything you know so that i've been very observant of and sometimes and because of that you know a lot of experiences when i was young he wasn't there because he was at work you know trying to make you know trying to make it happen and so I was generally just closer to my mom because also she was just always there. Um, always and, there. Yeah. And because you're young. Yeah. Yeah. Mother's really gratified towards um, the last born. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Dude. I get that. Dude. I get that. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It, it does make sense. Oh, yeah. You know, I, it kind of like um, partially answered what, what I wanted to talk about or ask next. I wanted to talk about maybe just one ex- one thing you 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 appreciate from both sides one thing from your mom one thing from your dad that you're like you know they might have not done the best job but in these one things in general, <laughs> they they yeah. you know they came through um i think collectively i think they really did do their best um and i get that and i acknowledge that you know when you're younger I was thinking about this the other day. When you're younger, you really don't. I feel like you're not rational. You know, you're not realistic. And the older you get, the more you are exposed to other people's situations than you appreciate your own. Oh, yeah. So I really get that they really did their best. Um, and they're human as well. So, of course. Of you know, course. Okay. It's okay. Um, and then respectively, I think with my mom, I really appreciate that she really was tough. And she still is still this day with her words. We're actually joking with a cousin of mine saying she could kill someone just by talking to them. Sure. She's not 
filter anything. Nothing. And you would think that she's like that with her friends or like with random people. She's like that with kids. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> she has no filter. So, you know, when you're young, it might stab you. But when you're older, you know, I feel like it just prepares you for the world. Because mm. not everyone is trying to your feelings. Not everyone is just trying to be nice to you. Not everyone is trying to be your friend. So I really appreciate that. With my dad, um, just that he's very um, emotionally aware mm. and that also rubbed off on me. Um, I feel like he's a good He's a very good communicator for a man as well. Mm. So mm. that rubbed off on me as well. Because if I just, I feel like if I just grew up with my mom, I wasn't going to be big on talking. Um, but with him, he really taught me that it's really good to say how you feel and also be considerate, considerate of how other people feel. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So, I yeah, yeah, that's why I appreciate them. They really did their best. I can't blame them. Dude. They tried. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, because we're reaching this this point in life. So, so yeah, we're like 20. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yes. so um, for me, that hit a major shift mentally where I was yes. like, okay, now I'm growing. Um, it, it just something happened. Just something, yeah. it's almost magical. It happened on my birthday and I'll never forget it. Really? Yeah, dude. Like it happened on my birthday. I was literally sitting on my bed and I was like, sheesh. In terms, well, specifically financially where I was like, yo, this is this has to be the turning point of my life. Like I can't stop um, relying on my parents and stuff and stuff. Mm. So for me, that was like a, uh, a major shift yeah. yeah for me that shift didn't come on my birthday because i had yeah. a quarantine birthday, uh, and i had like yeah. a five lockdown birthday so i was really i was not okay emotionally <laughs> um for me the shift came later on around june like june may um yeah and i think it was forced too um, I told you this, that lockdown for me was not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because I spent so much time away from home that it was like being a stranger at home, you know? It was like getting to know my siblings all over again, mm-hmm. getting to know my parents all over again. So there was a lot of clashing. Um, and then that's when I realized, like, I really need to stand on my own two feet I can't I can't take being in an in an environment that I don't want to be in. Exactly. So that can that that's what forced me, really. Uh, um but that change didn't happen on my birthday, no. <laughs> it came a bit later. It was forced. Yeah. It came a bit later. Yeah. Yeah, man. So so although I mean, although it was not like a pleasant um experience, I think it may be probably helpful, yeah. Hundred percent. It just it changed me on a different level. I feel like emotionally too. Yeah. Better. You know. No, I just really it changed me on a on a different level. You know, people we change all the time. I feel like every birthday I really do reflect and you know mm-hmm. do all of that stuff. But for me, lockdown really just like it 
pushed me to really do a lot of self introspective int- what's the word introspection <laughs> <laughs> of course that's the word. that's it the word it forced me to do that it forced me to just do a lot you know and yeah lockdown was oh it taught me a lot it taught me a lot and because it was forced i think that's why it taught me a lot if i chose to just be in lockdown it wouldn't have been the same uh-huh. um but if i think i was in lockdown like here at my place it wouldn't have been the same because i'd still be the same old man just spending money not doing anything mm-hmm. but lockdown really it, it 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 just it did a lot it did a lot but i appreciate it Dude. i appreciate it yeah you know i appreciate it yeah you know talking about the whole shifts and things i i want to i want to hear <laughs> i want to hear your experience from when you when you went from high school to university what are what are the the i want to talk about your your reality versus your expectation what did you expect versus what what actually happened um i definitely expected a lot of a lot more financial freedom okay i thought i'd be like independent like oh my gosh when you're in high school you really do sell yourself dreams i thought at this age i'd be living my best life i'd probably be paying my own rent because that was the goal yeah you know, my own rent um i remember last year and first year i told myself that this year i would be paying my own school fees mm-hmm. oh my gosh <laughs> i had a conversation with someone i'll never forget someone that i met i met at a festival and I was explaining to him like yeah no to me tell me I'm going to pay my own bills everything like I'm really just trying to be that girl yeah. and it's just ace <laughs> yeah it's not the case like in high school in high school I really really thought that by this age I'd really be on my own two feet and that's not necessarily the case um what else I think also socially I thought I'd have a lot of friends mm-hmm. and actually the opposite has happened I thought by now I'd have I'd be like a social butterfly and I'd be all over the place <laughs> with friends and everything and it's really not the case. Yeah. If anything I feel like I have less friends and I enjoy being alone which mm-hmm. is weird because in high school I didn't think that that would happen. Um yeah, that that's what happened to me. That's that's what happened to me. Oh yeah. And also in in high school too i thought that by now I would have met the love of my life oh, of course <laughs> i thought i would have met the love of my life and like oh my god nigel i really liked myself i thought i'd be like you know with the love of my life my life partner would be planning things doing things together and that's really not the case it really isn't if anything oh gosh <laughs> i don't want to get into it but it's not the case with you Well, I feel like you did you did well though. I feel like your transition was a bit smooth. <sighs> emphasize the word a bit. We got to emphasize that word a bit. Uh my transition uh-huh. was not so so smooth. Um because you know dude because I my home is is Botswana, right? and i'm doing high school in south africa and then uh, i move here to switzerland <sighs> i'll never forget that day dude that was Uh-oh. one of the best and worst days the, the best in the sense that i'm happy i'm coming to the new to a new place but the transition yes. period from the time i got on that plane 
to the time I finally settled in this country was not the easiest thing. It was truly not the easiest thing. Um, from afar, but I feel like you now like under pressure, and, like under uncomfortable situations because you didn't. You don't look like you were going through the most. You really look like you had everything under control. So yeah. I, I applaud. I applaud you on that because uh, I would have cried dude. every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. But I really didn't have things in control. I really didn't. It was um, a bit a bit challenging. But what I would say did help me is, is leaving home at the age of 13. So I was coming into boarding school into South Africa, a new country, yeah. Um, yeah. at a young age of 13. There I cried. <laughs> there I, I was, <laughs> I, yeah. there I was, okay. I was not having it, you know. Uh, so I would say that experience of being in boarding school kind of helped me to come here. But also coming here, it was challenging. So I got to tell you, so, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a pilot, right? <laughs> I wanted to be a pilot. And so planes have always been like a big thing in my head. Uh-huh. And, you know, yeah, in my head, like, it, like, like I like planes, you know. Okay. It has been uh-huh. like a big thing. So it, I always wanted to be in the big plane. Because mm-hmm. you know, traveling from Botswana to South Africa, I would hop in those young, small planes, and then you know we pull up to and say it was nice, you know, it was nice, and then yeah, those young propeller engines, and then you know, so <laughs> so I would pass by the airport and I see these massive planes. I'm like, okay, yeah. oh sheesh, um, one day I want to be in those planes. But the only way I would be in that in that plane is like if I'm going somewhere far, you know. So my dream was to go like somewhere far where I can be in a big plane. In that plane. Dude, until the and day it came. The day yeah. came. The day came where I was, oh my goodness, dude. So <laughs> so so, oh, so nervous for you. <laughs> I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. So I didn't I, I didn't really know the the different types of planes until i was in one so you know with cars there's the whole different you have your lamborghinis ferrari toyota thing right but with planes you have airbus and boeing's type of thing Uh and then even in each one there's different specific type of models and that helps um you know the size of the plane so I didn't yeah. know until I got off. So that was like a fancy thing for me to learn that these planes have names. Like the one, I, the one I was on, surprisingly, is one of the biggest. You know, when I was getting on that plane, I saw like, no man, this plane is massive. <laughs> and I, I got off, right? I got off the thing, and this is. When I got off, people were asking me, um, what plane did I come on? I'm like, what plane? Does that even matter? So I showed them the ticket. They're like, dude, you're on an Airbus A380. So I didn't know. I'm like, A380? Is that even a thing? <laughs> I Googled this thing. Man, that thing is a massive. It's huge. It's huge. It's a huge, huge. You are on it going to. I was going inside. Parati. I was <laughs> I was inside. I was inside, dude. And so, like, like, but then, 
the thing that I didn't like, oh my goodness, I underestimated how long the journey would be. So yeah. I, I, I flew from Joburg to Durban. I mean, <laughs> from Joburg to Dubai. Okay. And okay. then from Dubai, I have a two hours layover. And then yeah. I fly from Dubai to Geneva. So Joburg uh-huh. to Dubai is eight hours. And then from okay. Dubai to Geneva is another two hours. So that's oh. a whole total of 14 hours in the air. I was not prepared. I was not prepared. Yeah, so really? for some reason, I couldn't find my tassa. My lips were dry, dry, dry. <laughs> <laughs> not for 14 hours straight. Not for 14 hours. Uh, 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 I'm joking. I really suffered. When I got, when I landed... I finally opened my bag. I looked for Vaseline, dude. I had to toss up Vaseline oh 10 God. times per day, dude. And then yeah, there I really suffered. My lips were cracked and everything. But that, <laughs> that, that, was, that was not the thing. The thing was sitting in the economy. So economy, ah, you, you, you move to the back of the plane. <laughs> you move. You and then people talk about, you know, you hear about people talking about economy and whatnot, but ah. it's... it's more real than people describe it's real dude it's real i can imagine i I I can imagine dude i appreciate being a plane in being in a plane right but being in the economy (laughs) ah no ah chief no (laughs) no (laughs) don't no for 14 hours i suffered i suffered you know so you sleep you wake up you sleep you wake up you sleep and just let that plate of food pass you. Yeah, you'll starve. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll be hungry. It's okay. Why not you sitting with people that were friendly enough to let you know? Ah, dude. Not even. No. Ah, dude. Everyone's living their life. Everyone has That's their own true. mission, you know? That's true. <laughs> That's very true. My I think for me... I think for me, when I really do start traveling, I think I'll invest more in comfortable flying more than anything else because I don't think I can do it. I don't think so. I really don't. I, 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 I haven't even driven to Cape Town because of the tribe. I think it's 18 hours. Yeah. I know I can't do that. I know I can't do that. With the few times that we have been to Cape Town, I really do explain to my parents, like, listen... <laughs> I know, you know, this is the budget, but I can't do it. I really can't do it. I'd rather leave me behind. <laughs> so I think when I do start traveling, <laughs> I will try and invest in more comfortable flying. Dude. So you are brave. It's you are a, brave. That's that's the you day. Really- you know, I've always had it in my mind that I want to be rich enough to have a private plane. That day made me remember <laughs> that. <dream. laughs> you see, uncomfortable situations uh, really... They, they 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 force you to to be better they really do uncomfortable yeah. situations really make you they for make real. you for real yeah dude, dude you know so i did a bit of digging right i did a bit of my research mm-hmm. and and so um i have a post i have a post that you posted um this was a long time ago in september 2016 right so Exactly okay. on Instagram. So if you if if you do go off, you'll find you'll find what I'm saying. So this was in the caption, right? And I want to talk in light of this in this area. So this 
<laughs> so this was what was there. It's like the last part of the of the of the phrase was like, yeah, uh, for the first time in a long time, I'm loving me and mine. Oh, I know this pose. Yeah, yeah. So, uh huh, uh huh. So I found that quite intriguing, right? So there's two branches I want to bring out. The first being, I want to talk about because I've, I've, I'm, I'm observant, and yes. I've noticed mostly that um, girls may be a bit more insecure um, than mm-hmm. guys, specifically with their body, right? And a lot of different things, yeah. And I, I, I want you to talk about why do you think this is? And, and yeah, just, just put me in the brain of a female. What are the insecurities I'm going through? I think, you know, I think it's a very tough thing to admit. Mm-hmm. But as females, I think we all want to be desired whether you want to admit it or not mm. <laughs> you you genuinely want to be i don't know if desire is the right word but i'll use it you want do you want to be wanted you know you mm. want to you want to look at you and be like oh i want to be with her or oh i really want to get to know her mm. so i think that's where the insecurities come from yeah. essentially really you want that validation and from the male energy, from if I'm being honest, because girls will always be girls and they'll always be for girls. Mm-hmm. But with guys, it's different. You kind of have to catch their attention. Yeah. And you do that with because I in my head, I'm mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys are very visual, you of know. Course. They could what they see. So that's where the insecurities come from. And I struggle. I struggle with that till this day yeah. and I go through faith. Like I'll, you know, today I'll be, Oh, I'm, I'm loving me, you know, finally, <laughs> but then tomorrow it won't be the case. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's not the same every day, but I still struggle with that till this day. And guys don't make it easier. You guys don't make it easier. The trolls that I have, yeah. and I don't even have a big platform to even have trolls, but the few trolls that I do have, Mm-hmm. on Instagram and the few people that have commented snacks things or sent me like really mean comments. It's been from guys every time, mm. every single time. So yeah, you guys don't make it easier at mm-hmm. all. But yeah, that's something I struggle with till this day. Do guys even suffer from like insecurities physically? Uh, Cause I, I'd, I'd imagine that the insecurity part comes in, more like financially, you guys are pressured to be oh, yeah. providers. Oh, yeah. But physically, you guys deal with that? Do you guys ever look in the mirror and think, oh, I'm not cute enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not buff enough? Um, I would say yes, when you're a bit younger. Um, mm-hmm. Younger, I'm talking about maybe age group from maybe 10 to 17, 18, 19, so late teenage. Yeah. So, yeah. That I would think, yes, but I think we do a great job at hiding it, right? So, whereas with, yeah, yeah, whereas, you know, with with us, I think our, 
our what would call insecurities come from guys ourselves so yeah in terms of like we 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 are kind of light with what we say so uh-huh. we can tease each other in any way and uh-huh. kind of force oh, to be easy yeah yeah like uh-huh. man up like it was just a joke like just man up you know and oh. so like that you 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 kind of hide it in a sense that it's not mm. really like a big thing and then as you grow older of course you do think like the these these other things that that influence um your self worth like like you said the money aspect and then yeah. you can really have like a stubborn um mindset to be like yo even if i'm not in the best shape if i have the money then <laughs> <laughs> which is true though which is a reality exactly if i have the money then you know i have i have options you know and yeah like yeah i mean if for girls if you don't have strong morals and you don't know what you want you can easily fall for any guy that has money and like yeah. that um a lot of guys find themselves quote and quote winning um mm-hmm. just because maybe they they good financially but i mean of course i think insecurities are like a a normal human thing i don't want to put it in the face of that it's normal to be insecure i i <laughs> i you know you don't normal no 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 i i don't think it's normal um so i you know so my beliefs are mainly rooted in the in the bible right yeah and so one verse from the bible i believe it's second timothy says the lord did not give us a, a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind yeah yes yes and if if that's the spirit we have so i see it in a different light i see it in a different light that even though people may make um comments about my external view who i am and who i am is spirit so i'm not body so what you see yeah. is just a representation of who yeah. my, of my spirit right so in that yeah. light that i am spirit there's certain things that don't harm a spirit meaning even if you tell me i'm short if you tell me i'm fat if you tell me i'm skinny that's just my body and if yeah. my self worth how i feel about myself is rooted in my spirit then there is almost nothing exactly yeah. and so the qualities that i have it, i don't have a spirit of fear but of love of power mm-hmm. and a sound mm-hmm. mind so i think once mm-hmm. you get rooted in those in that in that kind of belief system that's for me personally then i i get to that sense where i don't care what you say you know point blank yeah I I I it did hurt me when I was a bit younger certain comments I was you know I was bruised a bit but like now moving forward I've made the decision to be like yo this is it this is this is this is my life you know I just and that's who you are mm-hmm. dude dude and a lot of things you can't really change it you were born you like that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah you are born like that so i i like in that same light i want to branch off to the other side of the whole 
of the caption, another light that I see, another perspective that I see from the caption where we talk okay. about um, self-love. And yeah, I love, I'm loving me for me. Are they, is they, is they anything that you do to make you love you better? Or maybe um, discover who you are? Unfortunately, we have come to the end of part one of my conversation with with me and yeah i i truly enjoyed i truly enjoyed this first segment wait till you hear the second segment of the of the interview of the conversation you know it's it's uh i think we got to touch some really interesting points where we talk about um dreams where we also double and get deeper into the topic of self-love and how important it is um in our lives so I really, really am looking forward to the second part of this podcast. Um, hey, listen, you've come to the end of, of the Relatable Podcast. I would truly appreciate it if you if you subscribe to the to the podcast and share it with your friends um, and family. And until then, man, be great.